What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome back to Starfellows, your favorite D&D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I'm your Dungeon Master Rob and with me as always are my friends, Hannah. Hello. Amelia Som. Sup. And Brennan. Hey guys. Last episode, uh, a few things happened. Akala was promoted to the rank of Jedi Knight in a midnight ceremony in the Corsanti Mountains outside of the Jedi Order. L survived a council vote uh, to stay his execution for a later meeting. In the meantime, has been ordered to help the Jedi reclaim the Power and Lights District from the Red Maw, who has infected the place with the ominous purple smoke from the Crown of Erebus. And Rama finally got his Razor Crest back from Jackson's Garage, a brand new Tier 2 Razor Crest class medium starship. Um, Shout out to the Tonys. Tony, Tony. Shout out to Tony, Tony. Tony. <laughs> um, Cute. They are really the boys and we support them um, and they do really good mechanical work. Uh, it is the same uh, evening. Um, it's been after dinner, the day of the council vote, and Brahma getting the Razor Crest back. We're going to uh, start this episode. In Master Cornelius's uh, private apartments, I think that you guys all kind of gathered there after dinner to discuss the uh, the plans about the coming days and the operation to retake the Power and Lights District. Um, you are sitting kind of like an open style, like sunken living room with a fireplace and a television set on, and uh, Master Cornelius is kind of like flipping through channels and uh, pauses on a news broadcast and you hear 
um, like the chiming sounds of like a, a news alert come across the screen like good evening capital sector and welcome to Coruscant evening update I'm Florg Dervison and I'm Gilby Waiters here to give you the unadulterated truth about what's happening in the galaxy Gilby let's lead off the night with today's update on the power and light situation shall we well, Flurg, the PLDL evacuation remains speedy and efficient as the Jedi and Republic police cooperate on relocating hundreds of thousands of people. The mysterious purple smoke still looms over the area, but we were able to send some evening update camera droids into the fog to see what there is to see. The feed cuts to a standing uh, position camera on the shoulder of a like skinny mechanical droid. Um, as they are like walking slowly into dense purple fog. Think like the mist, like Stephen King's The Mist, like where there is lightning flashes through the fog, illuminating strange figures, uh, humanoid figures, animal-like figures, some things that like can't easily be understood uh, through the haze of the fog. Um, we have activity spotted. As you can see, the visibility is quite low. Turning on thermal sensors. Oh. The camera feed switches to thermal, and in the smoke you can see just dozens of shapes, uh, like through this TV feed, shambling human creatures that you recognize as like possessed civilians, um, some like dogs like running around like they have rabies, um, and just like some bizarre silhouettes that aren't easily identifiable. Um, the droids that are make up this camera crew look around in the purple smoke and in a flash they get jumped by creatures that just blur across the camera feed and the feed cuts back to the news station. Well, that was certainly shocking. Many thanks to the dedicated droids who put themselves at risk to bring us that footage. We will miss you and you will be replaced. Well, folks, it's clear that no one should be wandering around the Power and Lights District. We're still missing many details about what's causing this mysterious phenomenon, but it's clear that... Oh. Wait. We're getting a breaking news update that a criminal organization calling itself the Red Maw has taken credit for this disaster. Their leader has leaked a video statement to the press. No one has seen this footage. We are going to share this video unedited right now for the whole Republic to see. Let's watch. Jesus. That's an awful idea. Yeah, Why? Are you kidding me? Who are these? We've got word that there are terrorists. Well, let's see what they're doing. Hopefully there's nothing bad that comes of this. Some people are kill killing others by the thousands to get some attention to their message. Let's give it to them, folks. Pretending like this is not exactly how the real media works. Oh, no, it is. It this is. is. It's this just, is I not a, this is fault how, with you, Rob. This, this is, is how the news and testament works. to your <laughs> wonderful and vivid world building. <laughs> it, I just figured that, like, after hyperdrive invention, maybe we wouldn't have this problem. They would have someone Hyperdrive <laughs> just means news can travel faster. Um, oh, the news feed cuts um, to like, clearly home video quality footage. Um, of a uh, cavernous space that's glowing with a soft violet color. Um, the video begins kind of blurry and a figure is messing with the camera and it kind of shakes. And then the figure steps back and the 
camera comes more into focus and it reveals a like line and like group of individuals in apparently like a cave and in the background of the cave is a massive glowing kyber crystal um and sitting in front of the camera feed in a high-backed chair is uh, a cathar that you recognize as sue um, I do just like want to point out that they have this fucking kyber crystal. They've wreaked havoc, and none of them have like a remote shutter button. <laughs> I love the commitment here to the aesthetic they're going for. So the video shows uh, Sue uh, on this high back chair, um, and the video feeds does zoom into her face. So there is some sort of like behind the scenes camera control that's going on. They're just, you know. Whatever, but anyway, I'm Sue's just being it. I'm just being difficult because I'm scared. <laughs> no, it's fair. <laughs> um, it zooms into uh, to Sue and kind of gives like a, a three quarters like torso and up uh, view of her, um, and she very magnanimously um, like throws her head and like her lion's mane of like hair like whips around and she says, "Greetings, good people of Coruscant. My name." is Surota, the master of the Red Maw. First, I would like to sincerely apologize for the chaos of the past week. I assure you all that if you follow my instructions, no one else may face any danger. Our mission statement is simple. We work for the liberation of Force Sensitives and other groups to be liberated from the monopolistic, authoritarian control of the Jedi Order. Our freedoms will no longer be threatened by Jedi kidnappers and assassins. Every year, hundreds of children and families are taken from their homes. Lives are ruined and families are broken. If anyone refuses to cooperate with the Jedi, they're slaughtered, and the Republic covers it up. We are reminded every day of our lives that the Republic and the Jedi will work tirelessly to enforce the status quo, but they do so at the cost of our lives. We at the Red Maw are people who have hidden from the Jedi and have developed our skills in secret. Our members have all suffered from the oppression of this status quo, and we will stop at nothing to end the tyranny in the galaxy. These are our terms. We have control over the Corpus Corsanti, and therefore the power supply of the planet. Our first demand is that you allow us to continue the control of this crystal, as a natural deterrent against Jedi oppression. In exchange, we will gradually release the veil of smoke over the district. Second, the Red Maw will become the ruling force of the Power and Lights District. We will set up our own laws and enforce our own borders. Third, we request that the Jedi abandon the practice of recruiting children to join the Order, end the cycle of dehumanization and abuse, and if our demands are not met, then we will continue to control the Power and Lights District, and more people will suffer. Do not doubt our power. The like video feed and like the ground like shutters uh, in the video, um, and the Corpus Corsanti glows an ominous color in the background, and then the video ends. Um, it goes back to the news feed broadcast, but Master Cornelius like turns off the TV and says, "That's enough of that." Uh, anyone else thinks she has a point? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna grab some coffee. And Rama like gets up and goes to the <laughs> coffee pot. Right. Um. 
well, that was certainly disturbing, but not out of line from what we already know about the situation. Um, the Red Maw is clearly insane, um, and an organization of terrorists that is trying to leverage chaos into a power grab, essentially. Um, tomorrow morning, we're going to have a formal briefing um, about the mission to retake the Power and Lights District. Um, We've been organizing uh, things behind the scenes to uh, quickly regain ground through the smoke. Uh, we're very aware, thanks to the information that you uh, three were able to procure in your uh, investigations of this issue, about how the smoke works, about how the possessions work, the worms. We understand how that uh, how that can be dealt with. It sounds like us four um, and any support that we want to bring will be the main force to infiltrate the underground around the Argoplex to find the crystal and to deal with Sue. Sounds like a plan. I have a question. Hmm? Um, so last, last episode we talked about memories. It's been a while. Um, and I was fighting someone on uh, Rhodia, yeah? Mm-hmm. It was a force user? Yes. Do I know anything about them? What did they look like? What was their deal? What species were they? Um, I said they were a, they were a male Cathar. A male Cathar. Okay, mm. I just I remember Cathar, and I was like, hmm. Okay. Um, roll me a lore check, just against your own memories. Against my own. I'm rolling. I'm rolling the dice that we got. Yeah. Cute. That is a three. Four. Four. Um. Yeah, you you remember that it was a Cathar. You don't remember what they look like. Damn. You also maybe, are having trouble. Maybe like, they were siblings. Okay. Sorry. Good um, thing you have someone who was there that you can ask. <laughs> he, he doesn't know shit about Sue. He saw the video, well, he too. Saw he he knows who the Cathar guy was. The male Cathar was. Right? Yeah, probably. Sorry, Rob, you were saying something. <laughs> no, I mean, you can ask Cornelius about it if you want. Yeah, I'll ask Cornelius. Um, kind of probably while Rama's getting coffee and stuff, kind of pull him aside. Hey, uh, you, you said our, our briefing's tomorrow? Uh, yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah, uh, I was wondering if sometime today, like we talked a little bit about, you know, what happened but if uh, my memory still really kind of foggy i was hoping we could like maybe debrief about that in depth oh um sure i mean yeah do, we, we talked about it a little bit um what are you having trouble remembering well kind of everything but right I was Sorry. just, I was thinking, well, I was just like thinking, you know, the, the person that I fought, do we know anything that happened with, them? I know you chased them, but like anything about them, have they been active? What, what was their whole deal? Uh, the person that we were chasing after when you, when you fell. Yeah. Um, he makes, uh an expression like an expression crosses his face for just a moment 
that is not the like neutral placid expression that he's able to to wear and most times to mask his emotions and i want you to make an insight check uh 14 um, love that i can make insight with charisma now <laughs> it's a game changer a 14 um you think his expression was like it was just there for a moment but the like look in his eyes seemed like worried and yeah just like just really like worried for a second like a flash in his eyes just gave you that impression and he says um yes so to catch you i'll I'll just give you the intel that we knew going into the mission and then i'll tell you basically what we found out through investigating him so when we arrived on rhodia to respond to the um you know reports that there have been rogue force users running around causing trouble um and we were trying to find the order of the bendu to talk to them about if they had seen anything because they were uh, essentially a neutral force aligned group um in the region and we had hopped from town to town and had heard stories about um essentially a red lion um that had been wandering around rhodian villages and causing trouble um killing people, uh, kidnapping people from their parents, destroying property, setting fires. um, And we were able to track a lot of these statements to a rough area of operation. Uh, And so we set up some traps, um, some intel traps, and eventually got positive ID on this person, this red Cathar. And so we started following him through the jungle. And once he realized we were on his trail, he started moving considerably faster. Um, and one day when we were following him, um, you caught sight of him. You were taking the lead on the trail. So you were um, you know, a considerable distance in front of me. And you start taking off um, under the impression that you could, could chase him down and, and fight him. So you rush off. Um, and I'm left alone. And from what I pieced together, you confronted him. Um, I don't know the specifics of that fight, but the, when I came into the clearing, what I saw was um, him grabbing you by the lapel with your lightsaber on the ground and him shoving you and throwing you off and then kicking your lightsaber after you. And then I did battle with him, except... Well, it didn't go the way I expected. It is this related? Is this like does this need we need to talk about this right now or? I I mean I I think it it might be with the the magic atoms and the bendu and stuff. Is what what happened? Ah. <sighs> Um, he like pulls you aside to like his bedroom, so like, you guys are like a few doors removed from everyone else, and says, "Okay, okay." Before he threw you off, there was a moment when he was talking to you, the Cathar, but it wasn't really the Cathar. There was like a spirit that came out of his back. Like, it looked like a ghost 
not a ghost. I mean, ghosts aren't real, but like a, a an entity above him hovering. Like, almost puppeteering him, in a way. And it was the spirit that was actually talking. The Cathar's mouth wasn't moving, but I could hear the voice out loud. And when it was holding on to you, it was looking at you and leaned over and said, Ah, shit. It said, This vessel is still too weak. Let's bury it and wait for it to grow. And then it, then it tossed you off the cliff. And then when I started fighting it, I mean, it was like, it really was like fighting something supernatural. It could, the spirit, I mean, kind of left the Cathar and the Cathar was dead. Uh, and then this, it was mostly the spirit chasing around me and wandering through the jungle, but it, freakiest shit I've ever seen. I, it, it, it really was something like a, out of a horror story. And so I couldn't really kill a ghost um, and didn't have any idea how to talk to anybody about it. So the Cathar was just dead on the ground and yeah, and then I started looking for you. What the fuck? Yeah, right? Like some spooky shit. I mean, and then like you see why I was so fixated on it. Because it clearly that spirit was like looking for something in you. And then, you know, like the Order of the Bendu would probably know the most about that sort of thing. <laughs> the Jedi seriously don't study that level of uh like spirit manipulation i know some masters have been able to preserve their spirit in the force by a process that they call force ghosting when they die but that's more of uh i've never heard of anybody doing that to interact with and possess other bodies which is what looked like it was happening there so right did did you like do the Jedi know about this or is like who knows? Uh just us two right now. I didn't want to talk to anybody about this because Well, it was already a I I was already being reprimanded for you know uh for you dying uh and going missing and and searching for you and then also if I was talking as if some mysterious puppet ghost was actually the cause of your death, I think that I would have got Psyche Valed out of commission. Right. Oh. Huh. Okay, well that raises so many questions. Did you, did you like, do any research? Like, did it... I mean, I assume you did, but, like... Oh. Oh, I, I don't like that at all. Um, I mean, I'll say this. The Jedi are much more closed-minded about how the Force works than I think is, in practice, um, very helpful. We're 
taught a very uh, spirit-centric, body-focused idea of how the Force works. That's very central to you know our understandings of physicality and consciousness. There are hundreds of thousands of Force-sensitive species in a galaxy. We hardly understand how the Force can be manipulated in ways that we're not attuned to. And there's just certain dogmatic principles that the Jedi don't like acknowledging are true because they're associated with dark forces. And I think in this case, that's reasonable. We don't study force possession because we have no purpose for that. But somebody else might. Yeah. Do you think any of this is like related to the Bendu stuff or like... The Bendu and the Order of the Bendu are a complicated organization. They're very secretive, and the Bendu is a figure that is he's more of like a folk hero for the ancient Jedi Order. Um, he was kind of this figure that would show up in times of like need or great turmoil um, for when the Jedi were were still planted on Typhon as like the main headquarters of that like early, you know, like tens of thousands of years ago when the Jedi Order was kind of in its infancy, um, but is mostly thought of to be a myth now. The Order of Bendu claims that it is the the mortal, material, you know, manifestation of the Bendu's will, kind of an, a force of neutrality that seeks to preserve balance. They're known to sometimes, like, travel the universe searching for artifacts to... Uh, essentially secure, contain, and protect. Um, but they don't do much else, and they're not a very vocal part of the galactic like order. Right. Well, I guess I got a lot to think about now. It's a big galaxy. There's a lot out there. And he kind of like looks like to the side, like out, you know, like a window, like overlooking like the city plan of Coruscant. And it's just like, he looks like his worldview gets changed like every few minutes around here. <laughs> um, and yeah, he just has kind of that like old wisdom of like nothing is constant. Everything is changed. Expecting anything is like foolishness. Everybody, uh, Hannah, so also Rama, Akala, and El, you all get a text at the same time from Cecil. Um, it, it says, uh, co-worker in the Jedi Investigations Department has a secret bar in the bottom floor of an apartment building name. Uh, bunch of cuties here, come down for a drink, dash CA with a heart. Uh, a social invite to go drinking with her and some Jedi friends that she's made in the past 24 hours. Um, <laughs> I love her. Our, our social butterfly. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to ask while you're here? Uh, I don't think so. Anything, anything you wanted to talk about? Um, yeah. Well, I want to let you know that I do respect you not wanting to come back 
to the Jedi Order after what you've been through. You've made that choice, and it's fair that you see that through. Um, I don't think the Jedi Order was ever seriously going to execute you, but I do think that it is unlikely that you're allowed to stay on this planet going forward. Especially since you were very vocal about not wanting to be a Jedi. Um, and as you know, that's something that the Order takes very seriously. So, um, what I can do, though, if the Council orders you to leave, is send you to a destination that you may want to go to already as in if you have a planet in mind that you'd want to go to to maybe continue working on some stuff that you're already engaged with we could make that happen yeah I think uh, you probably know I'll find a way to book some tickets to Rodia um yeah I'm gonna give him a hug. Oh, uh, yeah, he gives you a big hug too. Um, well, um, yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I think we should get some rest because tomorrow it sounds like we're going into that mist. Um, and he just kind of like starts shooing you guys all out of his place um, and setting up for the night. So uh, you guys are now free to go wherever you would want uh, to end the night. I think we're going to the party, right? You tell me. Yeah, I could use a drink. <laughs> or 12. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan, is Rama going to accompany his friends to the, the Jedi powwow? I'd say so. Also, L, gotta say, that old master of yours, top notch, big fan. Yeah, he's really the best. We need more uh, more like him around here. I can, I can really vibe with that kind of guy. Anyway, I see where you get it from is all I'm saying. Thanks. Appreciate that. Excellent. Well, you guys uh, start making <laughs> your way down uh, Kobe Cornelius's apartment tower. Um, and you guys make your way over to uh, the building that Cecil's at. Um, and you find um, she like comes out and greets you and says, Hi, like, we there's a secret bar that's in the basement of this apartment building that the Jedi run exclusively super sweet found out about it in the first like 10 minutes of working here and uh just come with me and uh she like takes you to an apartment building and like goes like to like uh, a janitorial room and like flips a switch somewhere and like a hidden staircase opens down into like a nice little like loungy bar like kind of like a cigar lounge style bar um and you guys recognize like some familiar jedi faces just like hanging out like bronze beckham is there like smoking a cigar and talking to like a droid about like weapons parts um you see like maxi just like with a tie off like at the bar with like a glass of whiskey like (laughs) like looking like a tired cop okay Um, maxi (laughs) uh and you just see some like other like folks around there um no like jedi padawans though is like the idea is like like everyone here is jedi knight um no real Jedi masters are around because they're kind of older folks anyway. Um, but yeah, this is like, <laughs> yeah, like the college kids of the order plus like some like mid-20s uh, Jedi Knights. Yeah, and out. plus the grad kids. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah, grad students that are done with their like their work for the day. They're just like trying to get drunk. They're not even trying to talk to people. Um, hey, uh, Cecil, pretty uh, pretty cool place. Uh, can I ask a brief question? Yeah, sure. They told you a Jedi secret within ten minutes of you meeting them. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I'm just good with people. I don't know. I just find where the spots are. I mean, there's good with people, and then there's Jedi secrets within ten minutes. Well, it's not like Jedi secrets. They didn't give me the keys to the order, babe. They just, like, told me where they like to get drunk. It's not like that doesn't happen every day. All right. Els walk into the... As soon as El walk, it gets in, and just straight to beeline to the bar. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, all the same. Just want to say that was impressive. Uh, and if, you know, you have a way of lubricating up the Jedi to see if they can spill some of their shit, just uh, HMU. Uh, well, you know, I do work for the Order now. It's not so easy as HMU, boo-boo. You know, I've got professional responsibilities now. Come on. Let's grab a drink, though. We can talk about it. Um, Fucking hate rules. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, at the bar um, is, like, a server droid, just like a... Basically, like, a floating mechanical, uh, like, square body that has like appendages that are just like drink hoses that they make that is just like connected to like a wall behind the bar um uh and it has a little name tag that says lloyd um and you guys walk up to it and lloyd goes and kind of salutes at you with one of the drink hoses yeah i just want a triple of something he just hands you like what looks like a glass of liquor is it just straight liquor or something else? <laughs> you, just, you just said I wanted a triple of something. Yeah, I'll take it. I just drink. I just drink three, just straight, three straight shots. No chaser. I don't need them. Um, and then like as like when you put your drink glass down, like next to where you put it, like a little flap opens up that says like tips. And there's a little coin slot in front of it. Yeah, I tip. I tip. First drink, I tip fifty percent. Nice. <laughs> Lloyd salutes you again and goes, um, looks appreciative and starts taking drink orders for everyone else. Could I have something sweet and not too strong? This is me and Han at a bar. Just by Um, you see, like, Lloyd, like, shift over to you, uh, like, pretty fast, like, a f- like two feet to the left. Uh, pours a drink of some liquor and then something red and then puts a little uh, cabana uh, umbrella in it as well with a little straw and a cherry and hands it to you. Thank you. And I, I tip as well. Uh, excuse me. Uh, can you give me some real strong like whiskey type? Yeah, red eye. I mean, I, if it could like, if it could melt through the hull of a ship, that's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah, like, you see the droid, like, lean one, like, mechanical, like, elbow and straw and, like, look at you and salute, um, and then pulls out, like, an actual, like, bottle of, like, Outer Rim Cowboy Deluxe Whiskey. (laughs) 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 And, like, he plays, like, a faint, like, little, like, (laughs) from, like, a little speaker on his chest and, like, pours you, um. Pours you drink whiskey, <laughs> but just hams it All up right. just because you seem like a cowboy. All right, I'm gonna take out my 
Mandalorian straw and be like, bottoms up, gentlemen. Straw. You're sipping the outer rim whiskey through a crazy straw. I know it's not a crazy straw, but it is in my head for now. It's a crazy straw. Uh, gotta ask what what percent alcohol content is this, sir? Um, he turns the bottle over, um, and you see a tag that says like forty four percent alcohol. Oh, oh, it's not even half. That's, that's how I like it. Yeah, that's uh, it's like normal <clears throat> whiskey. <laughs> yep, nice and nice and normal. It's all in the branding. Mandalorian's uh, a. <clears throat> Cough when they drink. It's a sign of uh, a drink. Um, Cecil just kind of like laughs at you a little bit um, and just gets a beer uh, from Boy. <laughs> um, Wait, so, what kind of beer does Cecil drink? Um, like type. It doesn't. You don't have to. I mean, you can't make up Star Wars brand, but I'm just curious. Uh, she, is she a sour girly? She uh, she gets a white beer actually. It's like a fruity, like wheat based beer. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna make up a brand right now, but uh, no, fuck. I'm just I am. wondering. Um, there was no wrong answer except for IPA. Yeah, she got it. She got it. She, <laughs> she got Cecil's like a, not a 40 year old white dad. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, she got like a Hoth Snow Ale or something like that. Um, Nice. And uh, yeah, just starts chatting with other people at the bar. Uh, what, what would you guys like to do while you're here? I'm gonna get drunk. <laughs> All right. Um, how drunk are you trying to get? I'm going to keep putting liquor in my body until I I'll I'll drink like a glass of water in between every so often. But like I I've had a shitty day. And there's a ghost who wants my bones. <laughs> um, there's too much news today. <laughs> okay, uh, what I'm gonna need is I'm gonna need. Uh, okay, so roll me a d4 first. Two. Two. Okay. Um, I am going to need uh, two Constitution saving throws. Um, each one's gonna have a pretty high DC. This is to determine how fucking drunk you get. Okay, so the first one's a natural 20 for a total of 25. Okay. And then the second one's a natural 15 for a total of 20. <laughs> okay, so you pass both uh, constitution saving throws with some very high rolls. Um, so you're not going to pass out uh, from binge drinking. Um, are, are there rules for drunkenness? There's gotta be. There's gotta be rules for drunkenness in terms of like stat debuffs and stuff. One sec. There, I could just go do I, a I shot or two right now if you want. <laughs> I think it's mostly for combat, There's, isn't it? I don't think it's for anything. Yeah, like there, normal. There are some. There's some status effects in. Uh, I found based off of which alcoholic beverage you drink, and uh, also different spices if you want to take some drugs. Um, God, I didn't do drugs. My body's a temple. I don't do drugs. I just put copious amounts of alcohol all the brain cells in it. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't need them. I got a 20 charisma. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm something not that's like. That. Okay. Uh, what is it? Something like disadvantage on deception checks and things like that seems like it could be cute and fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just kind of play it by ear. Um, it doesn't. I mean, like 
yeah, it's not not super relevant right now. The main, the most important thing is you pass your Constitution saving throw, so you didn't just like fucking black out. Um, but if you keep drinking more, you're gonna have to keep dealing with them. It's gonna get harder to to maintain. How many how many throws did this cover? How long until I have to make a throw again? Um, or how many drinks did the did these con saves cover? Uh, like two, like two, like two strong drinks basically, because you're okay. just saying like I'm gonna keep putting liquor in my body, and you ordered triples. So what is it? Liquor before, beer before I look. Okay, so I can drink beer now. I'll probably at some point just go to just downing beers. Cool. Because it's, what is it? Beer before liquor? Yeah. Never been sicker. Yeah. Liquor yeah. I, I start out with a hard liquor, and now I'm, instead of drinking water, I'm just drinking beer. It's basically water. <laughs> exactly. You're hydrating. Um, <laughs> I'm great at parties. Well, what are you trying to do while you're getting drunk, then? What's next? Uh... I don't know. I don't. Re- I'm not really the sort to go and talk to people. I probably want to talk to Cecil a bit. Like, I'm not gonna like interrupt her, but I'm just. I'm just sitting somewhere at the bar or in a booth. I'm sitting in a corner booth somewhere, just down in these. Um, I'm gonna. And... I'm gonna sidle up to L the first chance I get. Just... Okay, you do so. <laughs> um, is there a reason you're drinking like there's no tomorrow? Yeah, because tomorrow's really shitty. You're just gonna make it worse. Oh, it'll be fine. I can hold my, I can hold my liquor very well. We're good. Right. Um, I'm gonna go grab Elle another glass of water. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd hooks you up with some water. Um. What's your? Why are you being weird? You know, I wanted to talk to you, but I don't think this is the right state for you to be in to have this conversation. All right. And I just kind of push the 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 water to to him. And just kind of glare at you and I drink the water. What have you been up to? I mean, you know what I've been up to. I have been here. You mean like in the past few days or in No, no, I know what you've been up to the past few days. We went, you know, Killed the vampire man. Then you've been kind of weird since then, but you know you kind of been weird because we've been kind of weird. And then you got promoted, Jedi Knight. Congratulations, by the way. Your next drink's on me. But no, no, no. I mean, what's like? What have you been up to in the past? Like, so we we haven't we haven't caught up on things. Uh, no, we haven't. Um. You know, I've just been training um, a lot of time, uh, trying to build soul, seeing what the the, the best design would be for me, and I, I think I figured it out. Um, you know, I've just been trying to live life normally. All right. Uh, okay. I'm gonna cast uh, five points of lay on hands on myself to sober <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. Since being drunk is the like poison, and lay on hands gets rid of poison or disease. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, roll me, uh, yeah, roll me just like a force casting check. Um, yeah. with disadvantage because you're using a spell in a way it's not really supposed to be used. 
I I would like to say the amount of times Lay on Hands has been used to undrunken people is a very large constant. Oh, really? Okay. No, yeah, I'm fine with rolling disadvantage. Okay, I cool. just want to be annoying. Oh, wait, it's, is it called Lay on Hands here? It's called Lend Aid. My bad. I am lending aid to myself. <laughs> um, A force casting check? So that's just with my, like, attack modifier, essentially? Yeah, it's, it's your force casting modifier. A disadvantage? Oh... That's only a twenty-two. <laughs> okay, yeah, you you you're able to like sober yourself up by like, uh, by like half of of your drunken state. If I use more force points, can I sober myself up all the way, or like most all the way? I want to be a little buzz. This seems like a pretty downer conversation. Um, if you're just like trying to sober yourself up all the way, I mean like. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you can do that if you want to expend your force points like uh, that. Well, it's not. It's not my force point. Force points. It's it's like a it's like a pool. Uh, it's a channel of the force usage. Mm. Um. I mean, sure. I guess. Yeah, we've started this precedent. <laughs> yeah. So Aqua's been all like, oh, you know, fine. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I sober myself up. I do order another beer to get it on the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to talk? I was hoping to. So talk. Well. I didn't really imagine this was going to be the place to do it, but... You want to get out of here? Yeah, I think I would prefer that. Uh, let's go for a walk. Okay. I take Akala on a little walkala. <laughs> um, alright, yeah, you guys take a walkala around 500 Republica, um, on, like... I, I imagine that you guys are actually like walking on like sky bridges in between like high skyscrapers, so you're kind of like out in the night air, um, you know, like 30, 40 stories up in the sky, like kind of like looking down on the city um, as you kind of cross these like bridges across different apartment complex buildings and like entertainment spots and all that. Great. Um, so. What I wanted to say, um, you know, we've had a little bit of time to, you know, rest finally after however many days it's been. And I've had some time to sort of process things a little more because um, it's kind of been nonstop since we since we met at the bar. Um, I just, I wanted to say that I'm sorry for, for the way I treated you before, before you left, um, for the way I reacted and the way that I, I treated you and it, and I'm, I'm not just saying this because I'm gonna give her a hug. <laughs> she hugs you back. Um, you you don't have to apologize for anything. No, I I do because I. 
It, it was the worst mistake of my life what I did to you. I... I... I've replayed that moment thousands of times in my head, wishing that I had done anything differently. And I, I ruined everything. You kissed me and I panicked. And I just, I ruined everything. And I, I should have said this as, as soon as I saw you at that bar, but I, I didn't know. I, I, I was scared. I didn't know if it was even really you. I, I, I shut you out and that was horrible and I've regretted it every single day of my life since you've been gone. You asked me how I was back there and I, I haven't been okay. I'm sorry. You, you didn't ruin anything. I put you, I mean, I put you in a situation where you were uncomfortable and it wouldn't, it wasn't fair of me. And I don't think there's anything you really could have said that would have, would have really changed how things turned out. And I think it's, I think how you reacted was probably, <laughs> probably a better indication of me fucking up than, than you panicking or anything. Cause I probably, I probably should have maybe eased into that one. Cause it wasn't right of me to push you to a place where you were uncomfortable, but What do you want now? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be around here for long. One way or another. And I'm not going to ask you a question that would put you in a position where you'd have to compromise everything you've worked your life toward because you've done some amazing things i mean soul that's <laughs> that's unprecedented and i don't want to be the reason that's holding you back i i don't know what i want i'm I'm confused about everything, but what I do know is that I've had to learn how to live my life without you, and I don't want to do that again. I just don't. Um, as you guys are sharing this like moment on these uh, sky bridges connecting these buildings high in 500 Republica, 
Um, and there's this moment of silence and pause, but like lightning strikes off in the distance towards the Power and Lights district, and you see like purple smoke being illuminated ominously on the skyline. I don't know what to do here. Akala, regardless of what happens tomorrow, best case scenario, I'm expelled from the Order. I know that. I suppose I just... I wanted to say all of this just to make sure it didn't get lost. Hmm. <laughs> Mills, what are you thinking? You're making a face. I don't like that face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna kiss her again. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> All right, you guys share a passionate kiss on these sky bridges with the rolling, ominous thunder of the Power and Lights District in the background um, on this otherwise warm, breezy uh, summer evening. Um, unlike the last time this happened, um, she does not pull away. She lets it go on for the natural duration of of the kiss um and when they separate i think you see probably just akala's face kind of like in a state of not really knowing how to feel but like switching between these looks of like her eyes are probably closed she's she's switching between these two feelings of like absolute just joy and absolute like pain because of just mm. re- remembering how much pain this brought her last time um but she says you have no idea how much i wanted to do that yeah i've been thinking about it too i'm sorry by the way it's okay <laughs> um I'm not going to make any decisions for you, Akala. But part of the reason why I left the order, why I didn't come back, was because I wanted to live what I thought, what I think is just full life the best way I know how. And that's still my plan. So I'll support any decision you make. I'll run into any burning building you point me toward. But either this happens or it doesn't. I understand. (laughs) 
Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to, like, go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time, possibly. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while. Simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah. That's, that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Okay, well... Um as you guys continue your walk around uh, the upper skyline of Republica 500, uh, 500 Republica, uh, we're going to cut back to the uh, Jedi Speakeasy Lounge uh, and join Rama and Maxi at the bar. Uh, 
Rama, you sidle up to Maxi, who is kind of leaning over his glass of whiskey. Um, his like white collared shirt is kind of undone, and his tie is like untied loosely around his neck. Um, and he just seems like tired uh, and like worn out. Um, Cecil like joins you and sits next to you on the other side of you, Rama. Um, and M Zero sits on the other side of uh, Maxi, um, and he also kind of like leans against the bar. Uh, you all get served drinks, um, and Maxi says, "Oh, it's the Mandalorian." Hello, Maxi. I'm drinking straight up Mordor oil at the moment, so uh, socially lubricated here. Uh, gotta ask, <clears throat> I am a <clears throat> lonely, nihilistic, out of work Mandalorian bounty hunter who, straight out of the Wild West, with a gun too big, he can't even use it. And I gotta tell you, I. I'm less sad, tired, and beaten up by life than you are right now. Why the fuck do you do this? Well, that's certainly a way to start a conversation. Um, good evening to you as well. What oh, was I'm your sorry. question? <clears throat> you don't look like a man that enjoys his job. Oh. And, uh, you know... <sighs> well, so what's funny about that is you say that, but you don't seem like a man who likes his job either. Yeah, because well, you're really grumpy. You're even grumpier than I am. Yeah, so well, you're very sad. So why? What about that? Why are you sad? Can yeah, you tell me you're, why you're sad. I'll tell you why I'm sad. You're bitchier than I am. How he slaps you, like across the face. Uh, I have a helmet. <laughs> well, well, so okay, fucking fine then. Yeah, you have a helmet. I don't care. He doesn't care either. You take four half to two damage. Oh my god! How dare you, sir? Look, you want to know why I'm sad? Yes. Okay. Well, when I was four years old, it was the end of the Jedi Wars. It lasted 4,000 years. Do you know about the Jedi Wars? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it all happened about 1,020-some years ago. And uh, cut to me explaining the Jedi. <laughs> Until Maxi interrupts. Anyway, um, <clears throat> anyway, so it's towards the end of it. I'm a Claudite. As you know, okay. and uh, which means my people are good smuglers, and uh, it's a generalization, but okay, you said it, not me. We can change our faces and our voices. Right, we're good at lying. Some God-given skills there. Yeah, God's real. Anyway, so we we're doing a deal with. Uh, it wasn't a stash job. We normally do a drop-off, and the client picks it up, and all sorts of barriers, but this guy wanted to do it in person. Okay. Saw our red lightsaber. Oh. Then one of you lot jumped out. Little some kid. And uh, a knight. A little older than you. Okay. Brawl ensued. My parents shot a few times. I shot a few times. I'm kidding. I was four. 
But the point I'm trying to make is uh, I've seen it. They can shoot at the at the end of the day. My mother killed the Jedi Knight, and uh, well. The Padawan, uh, you can probably fill in the rest. Judge mm, parents. I've got a foot-long scar in my face from where the lightsaber ran to my father through when he was catching me through his chest. Mm. Right through his chest. Into my face. That's awful. Oh my god, I'm so Ramo, I just didn't... Didn't know that. So, I'm so sorry. Um, Cecil also besides you is like, that's awful. I, I swear to God, Cecil, where did you come from? I've been sitting next to you the whole time. We've, we've literally been drinking together for the past, like, 30, 40 minutes. I knew that. She looks a little offended. <laughs> Sorry, she definitely I, looks uh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, the, the helmet harms the peripheral vision, I think. Anyway, so, then what? What do you do? You join the military, mm. see the world, hunt down the Jedi that killed your parents. All right. Okay. Join the Mandalorian clan. That didn't work out. I'm not sharing that part of the story. Okay. Long story short, I live so one day I don't gotta shoot a bunch of people. Mm. I don't love bounty hunting, but I do love being a bounty hunter. It's good yeah. to have purpose. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you, you know, you could always just be choosy about who you lead, lend your services to, because not all bounties are created equal. And um, choosy. Well, choice. Just Somebody like, grew up rich. You could only take bounties for people you're not supposed to kill, right? And you don't have to like shoot people, but you can still put them in carbonite. Oh, whatever it is you do. That's, I'm sorry, Rama. That seems like a, sad, a hard childhood. It um, wasn't that bad. I got over it. What I'm here to know is, why are you so sad? Oh. I shared mine. Now you show me yours. Oh, well, I'm mostly sad because um, the planet is currently a shit show. And I've been working to investigate the, the lightning strike from the Pan Lights District for the past few weeks. And it's gotten really out of hand. And you three have, have certainly been stirring things up, but like in a good way. Like you found a lot of good information. Um, but now the whole Pan Lights District is taken over by smoke. And we're going to have to go in tomorrow and like clear it out. And there's going to be a big battle. And people are probably going to die. And then there's probably going to be a space altercation with the hive. And so it's just like. I know what's going on. I'm not like, fucking blind. But like why is lot. this your problem? Well, why do you have to solve this? Why well, does Maxi fucking Mule have to go into work and fix a problem he didn't start? Well, it's well, it's because it's what I love to do. I love fixing problems. I love, I love helping people on Coruscant who are the victims of uh, Nanduels with a lot of power using it irresponsibly. So I like I like dealing with gangs and organized crime, and I like 
trying to make places safer, but like, look at this huge, like a whole part of the city is just completely fucked. And we've got so many refugees. And before that, I was working with the fucking mayor of the Paranoid District, and that man is the worst. I hate him. I hate that man. I don't hate him. I can't, I can't hate people as a Jedi. It's not right. But it's not. It's just. I not. mean, you can. I just. I no, hear you go to like no, the, the dim side no, or whatever. I Forget I said that. I didn't. I don't hate. He is really irritating. And he just wanted results, results, results. But he didn't want to do anything to help us, give more information. He hid the plans the blueprints and the tunnel guides for the maintenance hashes underneath the Palace district. So it was really difficult to find the Corpus Corsanti. It's a maze down there and there's cave-ins. We had to like, find ways and like bring breaching charges, but it's all unstable because it's really old. What were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about two things. One, you were about to tell me, uh, how you found the blueprints for the for that kind of stuff and where I can access those. Well, we, and two, I was going to tell you it's okay to have emotions. I mean, no, I don't, it's that's a, my choice. It's, a, it's not okay, but it's okay. But uh, the... the Well, we were never able to get them from the mayor, but the mayor definitely has them. It's going to be somewhere on his computer. Awesome. But that's in the yeah. Argoplex, and we'd have to get to the Argoplex and clear an, a path through the smoke, which we're going to do anyway. And then, But we just have to take time. If we have it, when we set up a perimeter around the Argoplex, before we go into the maintenance tunnels, to find the tunnel guard, we could do it. I don't know. We'd have to go look. We'd have to look in the mayor's office. Okay. I'll uh, file it away. Hey, monkey, scale of 1 to 20. How good's your hacking skill? <laughs> um, Excellent. Yeah, he just kind of, like, makes some noises at you. You heard that, didn't you? Um, I was talking to Maxie. Monkey also looks sad. <laughs> monkey. Well, I... Hey. I miss her, too, man. Hey, mm-hmm. uh... I'm gonna pour, uh... Uh, pour some of the... The cowboy whiskey into a shot glass and slide it over. Like... You know, honestly, this is more motor oil than alcohol, so uh, you probably would enjoy this. Um, yeah, he he, he's not really able to take the shot. He just kind <laughs> just of like runs down. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of like takes it, like raises it in the sky, and then just like throws it on the ground, <laughs> smashes it. Uh, I guess uh, in that case, we have the same problem, Maxie. Mm. What's, what's the same problem? Loving what we do, but hating to do it. Yeah, it's just, well, you got, it's, life's all about making sacrifices. And, you know, we, we always have to choose what we sacrifice. And the way to deal with the negative parts about what you have to do is by becoming comfortable and accepting, um, you know, sacrificing things that you might want um, or care about in order to achieve something that is greater than yourself because it's not always about you, is it? And what exactly do you want to achieve? I want to help people and get them back to the homes in the Power and Lights District. I want to kill that Red Maw twat, the Cathar, and I want to um, rescue Oko or help you guys rescue Oko. Um, and then I want to train young people to be smart because I feel like I'm dumb and we need more smart people. Uh, 
Are you sure about that? Because uh, if there's only one thing I, I know, it's that you always act smarter than me. First off, fair. <clears throat> but uh, why do you think you're dumb? You're a detective. Well, it's just because I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I shouldn't even be here. I should go home. I should get some sleep. Um, and he kind of hey, like, hold up. Uh, I gotta ask. Okay. Before you go. Sure. Uh. <clears throat> What's Maxi short for? I don't know. Maxim, Maximal, Maximize, Maxillary, Maxpeds, Maxi Official. Um, no, it's not short for anything. My birth name is Maxi Mule. Maxi, it is. Uh, look. You ain't good to drive. Can I call you a cab? Mm, don't live too far away. I can just walk. Uh, well, I'll walk with you then. Are you sure? I don't need protection. I got my lightsaber. I'm fine to walk. Um, well, sometimes you gotta do things that you don't need to do. Um, you are you, are you, you trying to, to like uh, just like table talk? Are you trying to like go home with Maxie? I'm trying to take him home. Yeah, I mean, I don't want him to. <laughs> Yeah. What? Oh, is that like no? It's not like a, a romantic thing. I'm just trying to walk him home. Okay, he's like a not, okay, drunk then, ass. Then just roll me a persuasion. Fellas, I say he's just gonna give him a sweet little kiss goodnight. <laughs> like you know, he kissed the homies. <laughs> kiss the homies goodnight. Good kiss your bros goodnight. You know, tuck him in. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Oh, that's not great. That is an eight. <laughs> um, he's being oh, pretty boy. insistent, and he's like, I don't, I don't really need to be home i'm fine and he just like starts okay. stumbling out um, well how about this you walk me home to your place and then i go someplace else brennan you gotta stop making this sound like flirting if you're not trying to flirt i'm not trying to flirt i'm just trying well, to tell this? you walk me home to your place <laughs> no that's <laughs> I, he's a he's a dad of mine for the plot i'm just trying to get some info <laughs> Oh, getting are... some intel. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> you guys are like inserting so much You'd like his plot. <laughs> I'm not trying to mine anybody. I'm just, or I am, just find his data. I mean, his data, but the data he has to offer. I want to yeah. mine his data. <laughs> you want to yeah. mine his data? <laughs> See, data mining didn't sound sexual the first time you said it, but when you repeated it a bunch, it started sounding. Yeah, it Fucking game. I want to extract information from him. You want to extract <laughs> some information? Yes, I want to extract his information. <laughs> I want to learn. I can think of a couple ways you can extract some information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to extract his information on that. Yeah. Trying, trying to steal his thumb drive. Yeah. To USB C compatible. <laughs> okay. Um, he's going to, to politely refuse and start walking his way home unless you want to try to make, like, a more persuasive attempt to uh, accompany him. Um, meanwhile, Cecil, who has been pretty much ignored throughout this entire, uh, entire evening, her other two friends left and you immediately start talking to the sad drunk man is just kind of, like, gone and off and done her own thing. Um, at this point, like, are you guys trying to end the night so we can get to tomorrow, or what, is there anything else we want to do while it's still um, night hours? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd probably go back to the place where Cecil's there and like say goodbye to Cecil. 
Um, yeah, you find her um, chatting with uh, just like some of her like non Jedi like temple coworkers um, over like on a few couches. Um, it seems like she's like gotten kind of comfortable with um, um, just normal human man, just normal human guy um, that is buying people drinks and just hanging out. Um, uh, oh, are you taking off? You dipped for a little while there. I didn't see where you went. Yeah, no. Uh, me and Akala had a conversation, so. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you want to talk about that, or? Um, I don't know. I don't know right now. Um, I just wanted to stop by. Oh, yeah, I'm also probably, like, best case scenario getting expelled from the order so yeah kind of heard that through the grapevine um yeah i kind of figured damn do you know where you're gonna go i got a few ideas Mm, okay well we can still stay like in touch right yeah i don't think there's like problem with that like we could like vacation somewhere you know like regularly right like but yeah as long as we meet i'm i think i'm gonna be banned from the planet is Mm. assuming they don't kill me probably won't kill me but yeah so we can we can find a find a place to hang yeah wow um that's really sad i'm sorry yeah it's my fault, so make decisions, deal with consequences. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to bring down your whole your whole vibe, but I just wanted to like Well, you know. are you sure you're trying to go? I mean we can like hang out tonight and like we can like have a drink or like we like it's so like not that late we could Or if you yeah, got I mean, I mean I know that you're gonna do a lot of work tomorrow, so maybe I'll be fine. I'm good. Right. Holding my liquor, yeah. but yeah, no. Let's just let's just drink, catch up, kind of like old times. Cool. Who's uh, this guy? <laughs> I say, pointing uh, to the yeah, guy. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, nothing. Nobody really important. Yeah. Uh, just like yeah. So you guys like start yeah, chatting but- and, and and socializing, and you have a lovely evening um, with Cecil, uh, drinking and such. Like, uh, just for perp- like mechanical purposes, like. How late are you trying to stay out drinking and like getting fucked up with Cecil? Um, or like, um, probably like not like too late. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like one a.m. isn't bad. Okay, so one a.m. So we'll say that's like yeah. three more hours of drinking. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna crash on Cecil's couch just like old times. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, she has because I've actually never been. I haven't been formally given any quarters because I was just crashing on Maxie's couch, and now I'm just uh, gonna crash on Cecil's couch. Yeah. So you you crash at an apartment um, that Cecil has, like not too far away from the Jedi Order, as it like, kind of on the border of 500 Republica and then like the Temple yeah. and Capital grounds um, sectors of the planet. Uh, so yeah, you you guys like are you know stay out drinking for a while and crash. Um, uh, as I like crash, I'm like, oh, you gotta keep an eye out. There's a ghost who wants my bones this is a ghost who wants your bones no we're not gonna let him in oh good i don't i don't want a ghost inside i don't want a ghost um okay so as you say i don't want a ghost and you like lay back on the couch you do that thing where like as soon as your eyes close you're asleep and i as you finish the word 
ghost, you like go to sleep and then in your mind accelerate rapidly through space and time. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you uh, fly by essentially in hyperspace in your mind past planets and galaxies, supernovas, black holes, and you arrive in the atmosphere of the familiar Typhon system with the red and blue moons, the Ashla and the Bogan. Um, and you see a figure that you have not seen in quite some time. Um, and it is the Bendu, a, once again, a tall minotaur kind of shaped figure with humanoid features uh, carved from rock and moss um, and fur, um, red fur that comes down his face. Um, and he says, Greetings. You have encountered much since we last spoke through the web of galactic consciousness. I felt Veltz's rotten presence finally find relief in the void. This pleased me. Balance was achieved. Right. Let us speak about the treasures you've been seeking. The last dead vestiges of a rotting and dead time of the galaxy. You have collected a ring. Yes, Veltz's ring. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in our monkey droid, so... I think I think the Jedi are gonna lock that away somewhere. A good place for it. A good place. And you've also regained some memories about your time on Rodeo. Yeah, you got anything you can like enlighten me about that? Cause, uh, little seems weird, right? That that we met and we talked. And now I'm remembering the Bendu stuff that happened there, and I don't remember anything else, and, and you're the Bendu, so I just... You know, some transparency would be nice. Indeed. The Order of the Bendu is an order that I have installed into the galaxy to be my material arm in places where I cannot freely go. So... I have tasked them with keeping secret and safe certain artifacts throughout the universe, but they occasionally have failed. I as well do my part to try to keep the galaxy clean of impure forces meddling with the normal affairs of things. And so, the objects that you now seek are some such artifacts that have gone amiss from one of my prisons around the universe. Let me tell you a story about how these artifacts came to be, or at least some of them. Great first, stories. the. Uh? <laughs> I just think I was just like, great, more stories. <laughs> I, as Amelia, love the lore, but I was like, god damn it. <laughs> um, at least you don't feel drunk in this dream. Yeah. Um, the ring is a very simple creation. It was an early manifestation of the power of the Bogan. The Bogan and the Ashla are my siblings in a sense. I am a manifestation of the Force's desire for balance and neutrality. The Ashla and the Bogan appear when there are intense periods of creation or destruction in the web of the Force. 
Currently, we are at a, at a time of galactic peace, and so I am at the height of my power. But early on, when things were more chaotic, the Bogan was more in control. And he created the ring to tempt early souls into giving him more power. He tempted them with what they desired, and they gave him their lives. Such is any pact with the darker forces of the universe. To explain the crown and the orb, we must talk about a long dead empire. So let us speak. Long before the Republic, the galaxy was ruled by the first species to conquer other planets, a species known as the Rakata, but they deemed themselves the Infinite Empire. More than 50,000 years ago, a species called the Qua, a force-sensitive reptilian species from the planet Dathomir, arrived at the homeworld of the Rakata, a planet called Lehan. As the Qua had done many times, they began to teach the native Rakatans about the ways of the Force, to give them advanced technology and try to advance their civilization. However, the Qua were disgusted to find that the Rakata were cannibals and power-hungry lunatics. So, the Rakata, with their newfound Force aptitude and technology, began drawing heavily on the dark side of the Force, and manifested the Bogan within their civilization. A sort of haze of malicious bloodthirst was permeated throughout their rulings, and they began to conquer space outside of the planet Leon. They dubbed themselves the Infinite Empire because they managed to move about the galaxy with technology stolen from the Qua, called Infinity Gates, that allowed them to transport themselves instantaneously around the galaxy. They heavily coveted this technology and so fought the Qua on the planet to recover it for their own purposes. And a great many wars started on behalf of the Rakatan Empire. They built an enormous space station called the Starforge over their own home star of a bow, and it became a factory powered by the dark side of the Force, and it helped them produce warships and technology that corrupted organic and inorganic matter to the greatest destructive effect imaginable. However, this Starforge became a creature of itself, and perhaps was the most vicious and permeable presentation of the Bogan that there has ever been in the galaxy. It could create strange creatures. Very strange. But the Starforge would be the Rakatan Empire's downfall. It fed off of them to the point where they were becoming weaker and weaker, more corrupt and more corrupt, and it led to the total collapse of the Empire. It began to promote their more aggressive tendencies, and they started getting more extreme with how they controlled other planets. They started sacrificing hundreds of thousands to the Starforge to increase its ability to generate weapons and materials for them. Huge slave revolts erupted throughout the borders of the Empire, and various factions within the Empire started vying for control. And so this led to civil wars. On top of it, a plague began. 
and weakened by warfare, the Rakata were suddenly struck with a mutation that started taking away their ability to control the Force. And slowly, they crumbled and died. Before the Empire collapsed, however, the last Emperor, Talomax Fernando, cast his body into the Forge, feeding himself into the gaping maw of the Bogan's power, and unifying his spirit with the dark side of the Force. The Forge created two new objects, the Crown of Erebus, which is now currently being controlled by the Red Maw, as I'm sure you've noticed, which was created from the power-mad souls of the Rakatans, and the Orb of the One Mind was made from the collective consciousness of all the people that the Rakatans sacrificed in their quest for power. And the soul of the last Emperor was free to roam in the outer ruins of space. Years later, after the Infinite Empire, I was collecting artifacts, making sure that the gardens of the universe were being properly tended and pulled for weeds, so to speak. And I came across the orb and the crown. Along with various other objects, the dagger of the Infinite Empire, whose origins are also related to this story, but not necessary now. And my own staff, I buried them in silver on a moon on the outer reaches of Typhon called Genora, which is where Veltz found them thousands of years later. Which brings us to today. Since these objects have been disseminated, and they're beginning to be used now actively to upset the balance of the universe, I need a champion who is familiar with them to regather them and re-imprison them on my behalf. And I think that champion should be you, El. What? Well, it only makes sense. A Jedi trained in the ways of the Force who's no longer affiliated with the rules of the Order. Someone who prioritizes balance. You have a personal stake in retrieving some of the objects already. And I need somebody to round them up for me. So, so you just want me to, like, just these objects or all the other ones you were talking about, too? I'm just trying to get an idea of what everyone wants right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to start first with the orb and the crown. From there, we will continue until the original five objects taken from Genora are replaced. Right. What am I supposed to do about the ring we just gave to the Jedi Order? Hmm. Well, my preference would be that at the end of all things, they are reburied in silver on the moon Genora, where they would be very difficult to get to them. But temporary containment all with the Jedi is not a bad idea. Alright. Uh... So if so, like if I do grab these things, how how do I take them? How do I get them to Genora? This is a good question. Um, I take it you don't appreciate me pulling your spirit through space and time. I mean, I like a little heads up is usually nice, but you can't like pull objects through space and time the same way, right? Not typically, but. Gather them all in one place, make sure that they're securely contained, and 
from there we can work out the details of getting them to Genora. Right, so I just have to get the evil magic artifacts, keep them for myself, and make sure that people are okay with that, and then we get them to Gen- Do I have to do all five of them at once, or can we, like, do this in pieces? Um, we can do this in pieces. All right. You do not need to carry around all the... The, the important oh, thing is that they well, are you, not... You said to get them all in one place, and then I, you would get them, so I was like, am I supposed to, like, just hold on to them, or, like... Because that ring was really hard to, like, not put on your finger if you're near it. I didn't even want it, but it's just, it, like, floats to your finger. It's weird. Yes, they have mysterious properties that make them dangerous. I understand. You are very clever and have a lot of resources at your disposal, and I trust you to make wise decisions with them. I don't if think any of those three things are true. <laughs> You do not have to accept, I mean... Right, a question. The spirit, you said that spirit was just wandering around the galaxy? Yes, but it is linked with these objects, and has unified itself with the dark side of the Force. Right. And as conduits of the dark side of the Force, these objects are incredibly powerful, and draw it close to itself. No, 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 like that I get, but like, is it... Is it just around? Like, is it just, like, I don't know, possessing people or something? Or, like, if there Uh, was something that went around possessing people, you know anything about that? Well, a spirit that is able to maintain its own identity after its passing through willing itself to exist within the Force itself is, of course, a very powerful specter of the Force. It is not unheard of that it could possess the people. And in fact, it probably is trying to do something like that. Something that is so committed to being evil and to dominating others that it would want to do so after life is certainly capable of doing it in death. Right, right, right. So, um, I know you, like, said that I'm, like, clever or whatever, but, like, why? Why me? Why anybody? Well, like, I I don't know. Do Do you know what happened to me? on Rhodia. Um, and he kind of looks at you and, like, looks at, like, the whole of, like, the galaxy around him and kind of, like, nods at you. So, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? Well, I mean, like, I I think he kind of just looks at you like, like, what do you mean? Like you're you're trying you're talking to like a god right now like I know like, you're, you're, yeah like <laughs> I really didn't know but I was just like well like d- what the fuck so you're asking him like what to do about the spirit and like you know to and, explain like, himself not remembering basically. things yeah. like and this spirit is like oh I want this vessel and he's also like you want to be my champion and I was like literally why the fuck. <laughs> Every so often, people that are born with the ability to channel the Force to significant effect are also blessed with a hypersensitivity to the extra perceptional aspects of the Force that are constantly going on around them. These people are especially useful to entities of the Force that only exist in the non-material sense, 
because it allows us to communicate with them directly and to more tangibly affect the world around them. You are one of such of those four sensitives that is able to feel very strongly things through the web of the force. So, about the spirit. The spirit was on Rhodia, causing a havoc, looking for members of my order because they are tasked with protecting and securing a symbol of my power in the world. The staff? Yes, I knew that one. The staff, which was locked away for a long time with the artifacts in order to help nullify their presence. It is a neutralizing force and will adapt itself to help secure and suppress dangerous energies. So, the spirit was searching for the staff, presumably, because it wanted to use it for its own purposes. And I think it searches for the other artifacts, especially the ones associated with its own creation that were made by the Starforge, in order to continue to affect its will on the universe. Right, so so you're saying it was like looking at, it was just looking for the staff and it just found me and was like, oh, we'll save that for later. Well, a force spirit needs something that is, or someone that is particularly strong and sensitive in the force to be able to manipulate them. Um, it's hard to describe this to things and entities that are more physical than metaphysical. But yeah, you're doing great so far, by the way. Appreciate it. Um, you, and to a lesser extent, or perhaps an equal extent, Sue, and the Cathar that was possessed on Rhodia, all share the quality of force sensitivity with the greater spirits of the Force, which makes you targets for things that want to use that sensitivity to become, in a sense, mortal again on the real world. So, basically, I need your help to gather these artifacts again to make sure that they don't prey on other Force sensitives and people around the galaxy, and to prevent this greater evil spirit from doing what it wants to do. This is the fight that happens in the background while the Jedi do their work to help secure the galaxy from mortal force users that want to create, you know, empires and enslave others and kill people. And this is what us beyond the mortal world do to help secure it from threats from the other side. And this is part of that. And if you want to be a part of that, you can be. But part of my prerogative is that I seek balance. So if you feel like you're not well equipped for this job, then it's not yours. Hmm. No, I think I can do it. Wonderful. Um, He, yeah, like, you guys are having this conversation on the planet. Things are swirling around. Um, (laughs) Beautiful sky, sky, like, scene um, in outer space. Um, And you accept from the Bendu this offer to continue to track down these artifacts. Um, Very quickly, uh, 
you like recede uh, from the dream um, and you just fall into a deep slumber on Cecil's couch. And that will be where we end the episode. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.